What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yay Networks. Welcome to The Dead Life. Here's world-renowned medium, Alison Dubois. On today's episode of The Dead Life, we'll be hearing from more Dead Life listeners who called in to share their inspiring interactions with the afterlife. With it being the holiday season, we thought we could all use some feel-good stories that reminds us that love never dies. You can find me on Instagram at Medium Allison. You can follow me on my Facebook fan page. You can binge on my YouTube videos. Check out my new street astrology channel on YouTube. I'm coming to Dallas, Texas, Scottsdale, Arizona, and Nashville, Tennessee in 2023. Oh, that doesn't mm. even sound right. For ticket information, go to allisondubois.com. If you have questions about the afterlife for me or you want to share a Christmas story with us uh, involving the other side, you can call me and leave me a message at 802-DEAD-811. Joe, are you ready to be inspired? I am. I love the Christmas stories because they're just so, well, inspirational, but I know <laughs> it's the season. You have to just get excited about it. You know, I really like doing this during the holidays and people sharing their stories because I know there's a lot of people out there missing loved ones that haven't had a sign or the interaction and wonder why. And it doesn't mean they're not going to have those moments or those signs from the other side. I hope this gives them a little bit of patience and waiting for their own sign. So mm. oh, that's that's good advice. I I uh I think it's amazing. You you actually write your intro before we listen to the to the uh callers and um you always nail it. Like you sense what they're gonna be talking about. Oh, well thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. So we're gonna hear from Amy first. Yes. Hi, Allison. My name's Amy. I was just listening to your podcast, um, the Christmas one, where they told a story from a woman. I believe her name is Ellen, and I'm sharing my own story. Um, my mom passed a few years back from pancreatic cancer before my daughter was born. Um, and ever since my daughter was tiny, she used to find heart-shaped nature. Um, and she would say it was from Grandma Kathy. She would bring me leaves and rocks. So it's kind of always been our thing. And recently we had our tree in front of our house trimmed and it just happens to be one of the branches where it was cut that faces our TV room, has a dark spot in the center that is a perfect heart. Um, and that just happened to happen a couple weeks prior to my mom's birthday. I was pointing at it and telling my husband about it. Um, he's kind of more of a non-believer than I am. Um, we'll say it that way. And I was telling him about it, and I looked out the back window that's on the other side, and there was a balloon stuck in our fence. It was two days after my mom's birthday, November 29th, and the balloon had written on it, happy birthday, and the other, set, other side said, you have a very special daughter. She's lucky to have you watching over her. Um, I'm sure it's the balloon that somebody let go for somebody else, but I just have no idea 
other than the fact that my mom put it there, that it could have gone up and come down between my house and just happened to get stuck in a chain link fence in such an obscure spot. So anyway, that was just a little story about how we know she's watching over us. Thank you. Bye. Hey, I love this story. And Amy, thank you for calling in and sharing that. It's funny. The did get really frustrated. (laughs) They work so hard to get messages to us. And hers is clearly from her mom. Right. Clearly sent to her. Somewhere along the way, the skeptical husband says it could have just gotten stuck. You know, someone let it go. He (laughs) has a little daughter and she will warm his heart and get him. She will show him the light. He may not have lost anybody that matters to him close to him yet. And Mm -hmm. sometimes the skeptics fall in the group for that reason, because they personally haven't felt it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't matter to the other people who have. I love that the daughter's intuitive. And this is why the dead work through children so often, because Mm -hmm. Children aren't jaded. They're not thick. You know, they're, they hear you. She's got that connection with her grandmother and the grandmother feels, you know, tied to her emotionally because she loves her and she knows that she'll listen. This is why most dead people don't go through skeptics to get messages (laughs) to other people because they're too much work. Um, I think that's a beautiful story. I know that balloon was for Amy and Her mom was just letting her know that she never left her. And I'm glad that she carries that in her heart. And I hear stories like this all the time, Mm -hmm. but I thought maybe my listeners maybe have not. And so the segment's really great. So people can hear that other people experience this too. Well, and then the message on the balloon, like a happy birthday balloon would have been a message enough. Right. But then the, the whole message about how the little girl has a mother watching over, I mean, it just how she, it was more to the point of that she has a wonderful daughter, mm-hmm. I think, was the message on the balloon. So the mom who died is saying that to her daughter, mm. not to the child. See, that's why I we think. need people like you because that's you can't how decipher I these things. That's how I heard it. Maybe, maybe my listeners maybe heard you could have it differently. Levels. I'm sure it can, I'm yeah. sure it can, but I thought it seemed pointedly there for the grown daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I, I'm with you. I, I love that the, the granddaughter, the little girl yeah. um, will see hearts in everything. <laughs> she sounds sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and then know that they're from her grandmother. Like that's, that's something that a child can do that, that a lot of adults lose. Yeah. Almost all adults. Well, lose. And I'd say to Amy, try and keep your daughter open. Let her know that it's real, that this is a good thing that it's, it's a gift to be able to, they almost hear the other side with messages in their heart. It's almost like a rhythm or a feeling and kids are just easier at owning that. We're kind of like, what, huh? You know, I want to hear it in my head. It's well, like, no as soon thing. as you think of it, it evaporates, <laughs> right? It just disappears. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, thank you for sharing that. And next we have Natalie. All right. Hi, Allison and Joe. <laughs> This is Natalie calling from Orange County, California. Unfortunately, I missed your Irvine event recently, but I do have a question for you. My dad had an aneurysm while he was skiing in Vail in March of 2020, 
incidentally, just as COVID started, so it was a nightmare. But um, by the time they got him off the mountain and he was airlifted to Denver, they took him straight into surgery and unfortunately couldn't stop the bleeding. He subsequently endured a second and a third surgery that same day. And by 2 in the morning, it was pretty clear that there was no brain activity. Subsequently, we saw on the scans that there was extreme brain damage and also extreme damage to the uh, brain stem. So by all accounts and, you know, reports by the physicians, it was not looking good for him to wake up again. And even if he did, it would be just, he'd be a shadow of his former self, if that. So on the day that we decided to let him go and let him cross over, um, which was incidentally about six days later, we did go see him, uh, my family, my brothers and I, my stepmom. We, you know, held hands in a circle with my dad, obviously, and we were just singing and talking to him and et cetera, et cetera. And um, when it was my turn, I sang a song which we had always loved singing together. And at one point, I did feel him squeeze my hand. And I know that I did not imagine it. We were very, very close, and maybe it was his way of telling me that he was still there. I don't know. I would love to hear what you think. Um, and that's about it. I miss him very much, and, you know, I, I, I do want to believe that it was his way of acknowledging me and saying goodbye. Thank you so much, and happy holidays. Bye-bye. So, um <clears throat> that's tough. That's, I mean, that's, that's a lot to go through. I would say it sounds like her dad was a really active, cool dad. Mm-hmm. And, Skiing and Vail, yeah. well, that would be the way he, you know, that, that was his last real cool memory that he got to make his adventure. Right. Right. And I think that in itself is a gift as far as him squeezing her hand. Um, my sense was that the reason he did it, is he was saying it's okay mm-hmm. and I love you and I'm not, I'm going to be right here. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just took it as him reassuring her that everything was fine. Not that last squeeze of I'm here. <laughs> Don't unplug me. Oh, I didn't, no, 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 I no. didn't get it being no, like she, that. She recognized that. She said it's him saying, yeah, saying goodbye. I think she needed to hear that though, okay. and that's why I'm saying yeah. it, um, so that she doesn't think that maybe that he was, you know, there was a chance he wouldn't have been who he was before, and he wouldn't have wanted to live like that. It's so interesting though, because um, the little girl in the collar before uh-huh. didn't question it. Right. But, I know. I love that. Right, and and here, um, so so Natalie doesn't need to question it. She knows in her heart. You know, just as a daughter, there would be part of you that would wonder if maybe, you know, he was, he would have made a miraculous comeback. My sense was he would not. And he is an adventurous spirit and he wouldn't have wanted to live like that. Right. That's so interesting because I, I, uh, when I heard the story, I was thinking, 
and, and and now I now I I get what you're saying that was you know that in she needed to hear that he wasn't like fighting to hang on. Right. It's like I didn't I didn't sense that at all when I first heard the story. I was thinking no he he came despite all the injuries that he had mm-hmm. he he squeezed your hand. Right. Like that that was the miracle. Right. And and to say goodbye to right. say he had the connection. Um. What a gift. Yeah. yeah. And that's everything he had in him. And more, right? Was, How do you do that? Was like, focused yeah. on that one right. action, right. Um, his energy from his hand passing to her hand. Right, right. And so I think that's uh, very beautiful. Hello, Dead Life listeners. I want to tell you about ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, takes your insurance, and are available when you need them. I have three daughters. I know how time can feel in short supply when you're a parent, especially when it comes to the well-being of you and your entire family. ZocDoc will guide you to quality health care that you can trust and buy you some time to pick up those much-needed groceries for dinner. Just download ZocDoc's mobile app. It's as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com deadlife and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash deadlife. So should we jump on to the next call? Oh, sure, sure. Hi, my name is Martha Fields, and um, I saw about Christmas and when uh, the post about if a loved one has come to you around the holiday, um, my brother was killed in a motorcycle accident. It'll be six years on this Friday, December 9th. Um, <laughs> and it was, I don't know, two weeks. It was Christmas Day, two, three weeks later, Christmas Day. And I turned on the um, country music channel, CMT, and I hadn't watched it in forever. And um, Brad Paisley's uh, When I Get Where I'm Going was on. And I was like, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That was his his way of letting me know that he got where he was going and he's okay. You know, um, I like Martha. She, uh, thank you for sharing that story about your brother. I know that's very personal and, and it made her very emotional talking, j- just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that Martha, much like the little intuitive daughter, knew in the deepest recesses of her soul that that was a sign, you know, that that was from her brother and she didn't um, question it. As far as songs, they do like to communicate through songs because songs convey emotion to us Mm -hmm. in a rhythm. And energy on the other side is sort of a vibrating rhythm of energy. And so it makes a lot of sense. But it's easier for them to, say, play that Brad Paisley song to communicate to his sister 
that he got where he needed to be, that he got where he's going, um, rather than write it on a steamy mirror in a bathroom, I got where I'm going. So often they will communicate through music. So don't discount those signs, people. Those are those are some of their best ways of communicating. And your soul recognizes in that moment that that song is being um, conveyed for you. I went to uh, my friend Catherine and my friend Shannon's birthday party yesterday and we went to brunch aka day drinking with eggs <laughs> and and um they had a live singer and they're singing all these like funky fun songs and I, we were just having a great time and then just out of nowhere they played my way and and, was, right that doesn't and where I does was, that come from I, I looked at them and I'm like, oh my God, this is my dad. He loved blondes and beautiful women. He's, oh, he's here too. And um, and so it was really special, but it's funny. It'll evoke an immediate emotional response from you when you do hear a song that touches you. And my dad's birthday is Christmas Eve, so it makes sense that it would be this time of year and my friend Catherine was born on twelve twelve, which is Frank Sinatra's birthday, mm-hmm. who sang the song. Right. <laughs> so it was just all very, very full circle and very cool. Um, I don't know if I even told you that because so much had gone on yesterday. Um, but I really loved her story, and I, I'm glad that that she recognizes that he's still with her, and that he'll find ways of letting her know he's around. Well, sure, and I I think for me that it, you've told me before that. Um, it's, you have no trouble talking to the person that died. They always come through to you. It's the person that's alive doesn't always get it. <laughs> and, um, I just, I, it's, I don't know, something about this story, it sunk home in, in my, in my head, in my heart, that if you make it easy for them to talk, they're going to talk to you more. Yeah. And so quit making it hard. Yeah. Just right. <laughs> hey, question <laughs> for you. Um, your dad was into more classical music, not yeah. really the, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, uh, not the, not, no offense, but not like the super fun stuff, but well, just, he thought it was fun. He, but yeah. he, well, he, he was like a chemical engineer. I guess that's a party for them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so did, did he ever communicate to you through songs after he passed? Through songs? Um, you know, that's a tough one. If he did, he probably did. And I and missed it. That sucks. Um, I'll have to, uh, like he's, he's made lights flicker. He's made floorboards squeak. Yeah. Uh, you were there. Oh, um, I know. I was the one that had to talk to him. Um, yeah. And, and messages have come, um, through song though. Not, yeah, not, right? not so much. Well, be, and I think part of that's too, is as strange as it was that they sang fly me to the moon. Yeah. Um, it's not out of the repertoire. You mean of my way or my way? Me the moon. I'm sorry, I, <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, that's kind of that's okay. It's another good, good another song. good Frank Sinatra song. Um, that uh, it was in their repertoire. It's something he could access, and right, and you um, you dangled the the pretty ladies, and and of course your dad came and he loved. <laughs> pretty ladies. Um, yeah. You know, he'll always show up for a good looking woman. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, so that was there for, for them to access the, the song was, um, I don't really listen to the classic music station, so it's not there for me, you know, like 
no, that band wouldn't break out in, you know, Mozart Well, and that's what I'm getting at. I don't think the stuff that doesn't have lyrics that can be, you know, that resonate with our soul, if there's no words, they're probably not going to communicate that way very often. I wouldn't imagine it'd be very effective for them. So they find better ways to get your attention. But when it comes to songs like uh, My Way, it evokes emotion listening to the lyrics and that Brad Paisley song that she heard, you know, was sending her a message, but also something that she uh, could feel was a, was a message and from her brother. So I just, I'm just pulling it apart, thinking about music as an instrument. And it seems that they prefer words. Yeah. I think it's probably easier, way easier with words, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that songs without words couldn't evoke emotions if if you had an experience with emotions when that it's going to be playing, more rare it's going to be hard it's yeah. going to be more rare that yeah. that be the way it's not that they couldn't it's just not yeah. as likely right, that's right. all so um should we hear yeah. from the next caller yeah this is one and our last caller hi allison i wanted to share um my december story with you we lost a pregnancy at about five months in back in 2016. I was due around Christmas time. And because of that, um, once we had that loss, we named our angel baby Noel because of the holiday season. The following year, um, it was after Christmas, it was December 29th, and I didn't have our Christmas tree on or any of our lights or decorations going um, on outside or inside our home. And my husband and I were sitting on the couch watching a movie, and I was just kind of looking at our tree, kind of just daydreaming. And I noticed an ornament that was gifted to us after our loss that was a set of little baby footprints with the name Noel surrounding this glass ornament. Not one ornament on the tree was moving except our Noel ornament. I said to my husband, hey, look at the tree. Do you see what's moving? And he noticed right away that this ornament was swaying back and forth. No ceiling fan was on. No windows or doors were open. The air in the home was completely still. My husband waved at the ornament, and when he waved at it, the ornament started moving faster back and forth. I did grab my phone and start to record it. So we do have it saved and it's very special to us to look at it because we know that was our angel baby waving hello to us on her heavenly birthday. Thank you for letting me share. Have a great day. I'm really glad she called in with this story because I know a lot of women and men, I mean, you both feel it when there's um, a miscarriage or something sure. goes wrong with a pregnancy. Um, so for those of you out there that uh, have experienced that, and I like to brush up on this fact of my experience, um, especially during the holidays, I find it so helpful when a baby doesn't make it like to fruition or um, dies very, very young, like a week or two old, you know, didn't really form their personality or anything along those lines yet. 
they they recycle back into the family. So Noel, the baby, would be sort of waving at them, but also waiting for another vehicle in, mm. <laughs> another ride, you know, another another shot at life. Um, sometimes they have a body that won't sustain them or the process of your body holding on to them gives and it just it doesn't work but it doesn't mean that their souls don't get a chance in to find a way into the family and to enjoy a life of their own wow i uh i i i've struck by these stories because there's great loss each one of them there's great loss mm-hmm. but people are taking away uh joy yeah and that she took the f- the video uh, because it was meaningful and she didn't have it. I was sure she was going to say, so I have the video as proof. It's like, no, no, no. She no. kept it for herself. That mm-hmm. was her connection. It was her baby angel. And, um, and, and that was sweet. It, it kind of melted me a little bit and you know, that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that the video was more, um, she was trying to capture the essence of the child so she could keep revisiting that mm-hmm. video. Um, I, I like the husband here even seems to have really uh, understood mm-hmm. what, what was happening and you could feel it. And the common denominator between all of these, the loss of mom, the loss of dad, the loss of brother and the loss of baby um, is love. Mm-hmm. And so true love transcends death. And that's what you're seeing here. And I'm just so glad we got just the right callers. Thank you all for calling in and sharing your stories with us at Christmas time so that the other people out there listening who maybe are going through their own loss can feel you lift them up in their moment of, of need or of uh, getting a pep talk from the other side, if you will. <laughs> I, I love that. And so I'm sure that this is for a reason and we'll just have to do it every December. That's, I would like nothing more. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that'll be great. Um, I, I really enjoyed the um, Christmas stories as well. We had a lot of them. And, and, but keep calling in. Um, I think everybody enjoys them. Like you said. Yeah. And 802 DEAD 811. Um, so well, thank you for joining me for this, um, holly jolly Christmas podcast (laughs) called the dead life. (laughs) And thank you, my listeners for tuning in every Tuesday. I'm Allison Dubois, and this is the dead life to all of my believers out there. Don't stop believing. Join us next week on The Dead Life, and don't forget to subscribe now to get every episode sent straight to your phone. 